Hello everyone. Hello, hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And, and we, we are, are the Lazy Book Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never-ending TBR piles. Uh, today's episode is a little reading update. It's quite soon since our last reading update, but that's because uh, I've actually been reading and, um, well... Just been reading. You're, you're going through stuff, are you? <laughs> <laughs> the brain goblins are coming for you. I have been doing two readathons this mm. month as well. So, well, you read a lot on a normal month. I just think it's yeah extra. Yeah, because um, extra escaping reality. Yeah, so it's the twenty first, is it, of April? And so far this month, I've read. 20 <laughs> hang on let me just put it to this month then 24 i think i said did i say mm. that hang on 24 books yeah. yeah um a lot of them are short stories because i've been doing reader funds it's just a lot <laughs> <laughs> just is what it is don't ask yeah just don't ask these questions. It is. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. It's because you put down Netflix and read books yeah. instead. Yeah, so um, all the time I usually uh, allocate to Netflix, <laughs> I have not been. Um, I've just been reading. Um, because I'm taking part in some reader funds, um, one of them they do sprints, reading sprints every day on YouTube, and I've been take, like joining in with that mm. and just reading loads. And... Um, Mine is like the uh, depression where, um, as tired as I am, apparently I don't need sleep, which is bullshit because I do need it. <laughs> but yeah, I love that kind. Yeah, so you get good. so much bonus extra day hours. Isn't that nice? Can't wait for it all to hit me next month. But um, it can't do because I'm doing two reader funds next month. So it's got to wait till we don't June. Have time for this. <laughs> it's got to wait till June, and then I'll be like, no, because it's summer holidays. You've got to wait till September. And then we continue on till the end of time. Until I die. So. That's healthy. On that positive note. <laughs> <laughs> we only use healthy coping mechanisms on this podcast. Are you staring at the shelf? Yeah. What's caught your eye? Um, do your Skullduggery books start at number four? Uh, no, the person in London has the first three. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I was confused. Yeah, I read the first one and then uh, sent me a voice note with some, like, criticisms and I was like, it's an FYI. <laughs> I thank you. We, we don't criticise this series. We don't criticise this series. No, thank you. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is uh, a criticism-free zone. Thank you very much. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested. Yeah. Yes, there might be things we could discuss. I'm not interested in discussing them. No, the only things we're discussing are, wasn't that really cool? Wasn't this amazing? I can understand why you love it so much. <laughs> oh, love it. Sorry, he doesn't listen anymore. So. He's, 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 yeah, he's, got, he's got you now. He doesn't, he doesn't need to listen to the podcast. Well, and he also said you're his favourite podcast host, and I was like, that's rude. <laughs> Me? Yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> oh, you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hollow compliment. Um, my partner's never listened to a single mm. episode and we are on 
episode 75, I think. 75, this is, yeah. So, I've been going, what, a year and a half? <laughs> Which is mad as well. So, let's not discuss the supportive <laughs> partners here. <laughs> so, um, right, I have a blog that no one in my life reads except my parents. <laughs> Strangers on the internet read it. Yeah, I don't think he's ever looked at my blog. He's mm. never watched a YouTube video. <laughs> Not done the, any of the cool Instagram stuff, the TikToks. No, I was like, can you just like put the podcast episodes on and mm. mute it? Yeah. Or put That's my, why I asked my friend YouTube today. video on and mute it and he still so I said to them, I was like, I'm aware a lot of you aren't big book readers. I was like, yeah. so just, especially the YouTube, I'm trying to get the channel going. Yeah. Go look at our YouTube. Oh, I forgot to mention it. Oh, we never mention it. It's okay. I remember this episode. I was like, just now it's on YouTube, it's really easy. You don't even have to download a podcast platform. No, just so, wiggle. I was like, go, yeah, go put YouTube in the background. I was like, you can turn the sound off, just play the video. Yeah. <laughs> just fine, just mute Mm-hmm. So, we've been reading stuff. When reading stuff. I had a holiday, but I actually didn't read as much for me as I usually would on a holiday. No, I think it turned out that you were more burnt out than you realised. Yeah, I was like, I um, was going to bed early the whole week before I went away, because I was like, I don't want to, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, I don't want to arrive on this holiday absolutely fucked like I usually am, and like spend the first few days just recovering from life. I was like, I'm not doing this at that time, I'm so on top of things, I'm so taking care of myself. <gasps> that was a cat has appeared. I forgot, I had to keep shutting her out when we um, had baby podcaster here, yeah. she was being such a nightmare with the baby. Yeah. With love. With love, because the baby was warm and she wanted to sit on the baby. <laughs> yeah, Charlie wants to do that all the time mm. at the minute. He comes in and he tries to lay across her and I'm like, no, come lay on me. <laughs> I know she's like a hot water bottle, but... <laughs> she doesn't like it. Um, but I love it. These two, right, so our cats are like 16. Mm. Um... I'm not sure anyone told them that. And they're actually getting worse. Like, the chaos, especially from her, she doesn't care if you tell her off anymore. She could not She's give a damn. like, do you know how old I am? She's honestly licking food off your plates, taking food off your plates. Hamilton's like that. Just, she, what she does, and one of our dogs has decided she's the enemy for some reason... Um, our stupid dog has decided this this cat, this one cat is evil. Just this particular cat. But what Sybil does is she gets up on the armchair nearest the door. She walks from there across the coffee table, across the armchair, regardless of there's people or not in those, or, or dogs in these armchairs. We're stepping on dogs, people, yeah. food, drinks, to Don't do this care. little stomp. She jumps across where the dog who hates her sits, usually steps on his head. Steps across him most times. And to... she's well aware he hates her. Yeah. Steps across my mother, because she sits in that little corner. Stomps mm. all across my mother. Licks my mother's food, if she's got food there, or drinks. If there's a cup of tea or a water, it's getting licked. Stomps <laughs> her way back off the sofa and leaves the room. And she does this little circuit. If we're all watching down TV downstairs, this happens multiple times a night. You're um, cheeky. Um... Now my daughter is of the age that she can eat. Mm. I can't believe that. No, no. Hamilton's realised um, he gets extra food dropped on the floor. 
But now he's got to a point he just goes over and tries to take it out of her hand. He's just gone really manic about well, I can it. imagine she would just let him because that's what like, she's like. Ah, ha, 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 the that's cat's so going to see me. <laughs> I want to stroke the cat. But the cat's like, give me your fault. <laughs> And then our boy cat, Yugi, we did not name these cats, they came with their names. My mum doesn't believe in changing name pets of no, well, like names of pets that you adopt, yeah. Yeah, Hamilton and Charlie. Um <laughs> Yugi He got switched to a new food because he wasn't eating enough and he he was having some heart problems. But something the food that he got switched to turned him into a monster. He makes a meow that he never made in the sixteen years we've had him. Yeah. Well, I think we got them when they were two, so fourteen years. He's got this whole new meow, and he just walks in the room and yells at my mum multiple times. Just, just in general. Well, it started out as food, and then I need something is now the meow, which is like play with me, stroke me, Acknowledge food me. me, like whatever. Yeah. The dogs are annoying me. It's all the same noise. Someone looked at me. Yeah, and he, he looks. He's a big, fluffy tabby, and he looks like an angry teddy bear all the time so I've just started calling him Angry Teddy like I'll you'll start, he'll be on your lap and you move and he like frowns at you and I'm like calm down Angry Teddy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they're both being like proper chaos at the moment she's learned you've come in here and chaos this episode mm, she's learned that if her mouse meow gets her instant attention because the other cat's been meowing more so now she does her mouse meow for anything but not only does the mouse meow trigger the humans, it triggers the dogs. Because mm. my dog learnt the mouse meow, it meant she'd let a mouse go in the house. Yeah. So th- my dog is instantly hunting for a mouse that's not there. It's just been, Manic. been an adventure. Oh. We're knocking things over, we're licking plants we've never paid attention to in uh, see ya. the five years. Yeah. That's fun. Anyway, tangent about pet ownership. She literally came in and caused chaos on our episode. We're yeah. doing quite well there. That's chaos on, right. my, on my brain. Shall I start? Yeah. Let's talk about some books. So, I've probably discussed these on the podcast before, Mm -hmm. because they are a re-listen for me. Okay. So I'm going to lump them together for the series as a whole, the Mm. Truly Devious series. Yes. Mm. It's a YA mystery. Um, I've listened to the first four, which are ones I've listened to before, and I'm waiting for my reservation of the fifth one, which is a new one, to come through. Mm Mm-hmm. I will have listened to that by the end of this month, presumably, as long as the reservation comes through. It's by Maureen Johnson, and these are a YA mystery series, and they follow, what is her name? Stevie, that's it. Mm. I was going to call her Pip, but that's a good girl's guide. (laughs) Um, They follow Stevie, who gets accepted into Ellenham Academy, which is like this fancy school mm-hmm. where you know it's like one of those ones that you only really get in YA mystery books yeah. where um like they only accept the brightest students who have like a specific niche in something and they almost never apply these students they're plucked out yeah, of obscurity exactly. yeah so she um she got accepted because she wants to solve the mystery of the Ellenham Academy mm-hmm. so the Mr Ellenham who made it uh, who um built it etc his wife and daughter were kidnapped and never found mm-hmm. and stevie wants to you know find out who done it 30 40 50 years later i can't remember when it's when it's mm-hmm. set and uh at the same time while she's investigating the old mur- the old murders well, the old kidnappings 
some people, some students die in the current day. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and the first three books kind of follow that. And then the fourth one is kind of like this weird little spin-off. It's like a summer camp episode where they like <laughs> they go to the summer camp in the summer holidays and okay. she's investigating a, a murder there. What's the fifth one going to be about then? Ah, uh, yeah. Do you know? Um, it's called Nine Liars. Um, I don't know if it's when they're back at school. So like, the first three are basically one schooling year. Mm, okay. And then it's the holidays. Um... So, oh, senior year isn't going well. Yeah, so she's back at school and then she comes to England because her... Is it a spoiler? No, her boyfriend's studying in London, mm. so she comes to visit him in London and then she's investigating a murder over here. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, love it. Great series. It's my specific thing that I love in YA, which is YA mystery mm. slash murder mystery, especially when they're like podcasting it or whatever oh where I it's done through like that. mixed media or something yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's the niche i love yeah and there's I like so many stuff. of them yeah and, yeah more of it please thank you very much <laughs> 10 out of 10 would read again but i already had a reread but i would reread again we 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 read again we 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 read 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 Shall I do one? Yeah. So this is my plain read on the way out. Not plain as in bland with no spice. No. Plain as in (laughs) aeroplane. It has spice. Yes. Hooked Never After Book One by Emily McIntyre. So I've read Scarred from this series before. Mm -hmm. We've discussed this series before in like Smart Talky Ones. Yeah, this was on the list of ones I wanted to read so you could tell me if I should read it or not. It's not, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's an easy read, it's an easy enjoyable read, it's a spicy read. It's not a lot of substance to it's it. It's a Captain Hook one. Yeah. It's Peter Pan one. But it's a mafia one. Oh. So that's why I'm saying, I don't think it's your, it's your not bag. Vibe, it's not the five. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't, again, no fault to the author because I'm just not a huge mafia romance person. Mm. But because I'd read the second one, I really enjoyed Scarred. And Scarred was set in, like, a fantasy setting, mm. even though it's not... Because that's Lion King retelling. That's so funny, because whenever I see people talk mm. about this series, they always talk about how Hooked is so much better than Scarred. Mm. And I guess because the people that are talking about it are maybe They're romance af- readers. Yeah. They're after the dark romance, and, like, mm. it's pretty dark romance Uh So let me read the uh, <clears throat> plot summary first. Yeah. And then I'll tell you... Okay. Hooked is a full-length, complete standalone in the Never After series, a collection of fractured fairy tales where the villains get the happy ever after. It is a dark contemporary romance, not a fantasy, brackets, featuring mature themes and content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Reader's discretion is advised. And then this is the actual summary. Once upon a time, there was a little boy. He wants revenge, but he wants her more. But what Better way to make the man pay than to steal his little shadow. Instead, he found a darling girl and refused to let her go. He grew into a villain, the taste of vengeance on his tongue, craving to make his enemy pay for the misdeeds they had done, the hole inside making space for the devil to come and play, and endless night of crocodiles and watches made of glass, until one day something changed, stripped his innocence away. This rhymes and it's really put me off. (laughs) 
his belly full of laughter, his life full of joy, his dreams gone forever. He grew up way too fast. I don't that didn't rhyme at the end. <laughs> it was rhyming earlier, though. Yeah, it really that me off. Um, I don't think that's a very good summary of it, actually. <laughs> I know, your face was like, hang on, is this the book I read? Or? So, the story is about Hooked, who, his name is James Barry, which is obviously the name of the author. Yes. Hooked is the second in command in kind of like a mafia situation. They've got a club. He has built all this power in order to try to get revenge on the man he believed killed his family, who owned a plane airline called Never Airplanes. Um, <laughs> and when the his enemy loves stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I did a, an annoyed sigh because I do actually really yeah yeah. I thought like I was that. like that's cute. I was like, oh. <laughs> and when but his, then I was like, hang on, I do love that. <laughs> when his name's revealed to be James Barry as well, yeah. not hooked. I was like, oh, that's clever. It's like um, in Once Upon a Time the TV show, like mm. when people, like that. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'll see what you did. There. It's cheesy, but I love it. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the man. He believes, but like Snee in it is like his. It's kind of like butler, like PA kind of guy. That's me. And stuff like that. Yeah, she will, there's peanut butter on there, so she's after the peanut butter. Yeah. Um, We've been rejoined by the cat. <laughs> it's Marmite peanut butter, by the way. So I don't know if you should have that. Oh, it's expensive. I'm doing bigger jars. Yeah. I know, I bought the big jar, the five pound jar. Yes. The treat. <laughs> I don't know why we're whispering. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the cat is purring. Deal with it. So, I've totally lost my mind. Smee. Yes, it's, yeah, Smee is like his assistant guy. The guy who actually officially owns the club and is like actually head of the mafia has like another name from the series. It's all like little tie-ins to the series. The son of the man he believes killed his parents, the, the daughter of the man he believes killed his parents, walks into his club, not knowing whose club it is. And she's like, all sweet and innocent. And she's, what's her face, Mary? No. Wendy. Wendy. Thank you. Peter! (laughs) So she's Wendy. So Wendy comes into the club. She's all innocent. She has no idea what her dad does for a living. Um, I don't know why I said Wendy so excited. I liked the energy. (laughs) We we do a lot of your Peter mum Pan voice came house. out yeah we do a lot of Peter Pan in our house and I have to be Wendy a lot so um she comes in all sweet and innocent doesn't know what her dad does she and she like she does live off her dad's money but he like ne- he's never around he's never taking care of her she has a little brother who she's helped raise classic fantasy yeah. ro- like, ma- mafia romance shit yeah. obviously he sets out to seduce her. To in order to get revenge, and, and then, then he, he ends falls up falls in love. Yes, but is it a is it a grumpy to everyone else except her, or is it like a touch nah? He's like horrible to her too. Uh, touch her and she you die. Yeah, like, it's touch her and she that, you die yeah. vibes. But he was also really rough with her. And then at one point, basically. His one of his schemes gets found out, and someone he's really close to, like the la- the only person in the world he trusts, gets killed, and um, Herc is just like, well, she's obviously in on it. She's 
involved in her dad's business because she, she gets referred to in the media as her dad's little shadow because mm. like the media also doesn't know about his shady side he just knows about his entrepreneurial like and um all his charity work yeah yeah so she used to do go to a lot of his things with him until they had the little brother and then she's been stuck at home with the little brother oh. but he's like well he's her little she's his little shadow she's in on it she betrayed me so then he kidnaps her and locks her in a dungeon for a few days um as she do and then he makes her go to like a charity gala as his date where she he knows her dad will be and then the dad is like furious and he's like oh shit maybe she wasn't in on it and she was like that's what i've been saying <laughs> that's what i've been saying all along um, and then she's like also i'm mad at my dad because I've just realised he's a bad guy. Uh, and then there's a point where Hook threatens her and her dad is just like, yeah, if you can you can kill my daughter if you let me go. And she... Like a babe. So Wendy's a bit like, okay, I'm not on your yeah, side. Fuck and, you guys. Not on your side anymore, dad. Yeah. <laughs> so then she goes off with Hook. Hook and then she's like, I can't forgive him for what he did to me, but also he's hot. <laughs> um, he lives on a boat because I guess to make Captain it... Hook. Captain Hooky. Uh he lives on like a but like a super yacht kind of yeah, fancy yeah. boat. Um and Smee is like the personal assistant on the fancy At boat. Least he could escape quickly, I guess. Yeah. Well that was why the th- the reasons he justified living on the boat as well. Um and then shenanigans in into and there's betrayal and Yeah. Smart. And uh he is afraid of taking clocks because he had an abusive uncle when he was younger who had a a pocket watch that ticked. Oh. So that's how they tie in the whole clocks thing. Mm. And like, there's obviously like a traitor within his gang, and he can't figure out who it is. I'm taking it off my TBR, I think. <laughs> you know what? It entertained me for a four-hour flight. Mm. I just think. I'm just. I'm not. Don't I take don't... it too seriously. I, just I enjoyed the second book a lot like more. No. Maybe I'll do Scarlet. I mean, I had a few of the good tropes. There's, like, forced proximity and all that kind of stuff. It's because I generally don't really like um, contemporary dark Mm. romance. Yeah. And then, like, the spicy scenes, there's lots of, like, proper rough play. Mm. As in, she likes to be strangled and that kind of stuff. So, again, check the trigger warnings. Yeah. (laughs) Not again. I'm just like, check the trigger warnings. I like the way I was, like... This cute little high school girl who goes yeah. to serve, mur- and serve then tr- murders and you're like, trigger warnings abound. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, she doesn't get cut with a knife or anything. <laughs> but this one, she does get strangled and he, they do like rough play like where she's like, he's like dominant and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I don't know if it necessarily represents that BDSM culture particularly well either. And my main issue with all those spicy scenes is they're written from his point of view and because Hooked is quite cold and calculated, it's another one again of these romances. I've had this complaint before about a different book, which is Promises and Pomegranates, where they're writing it from the point of like a mafia psycho guy who's like cold and analytical. The sex scenes are cold and analytical. Um, they're very like, then I did this eight times and then I moved on to do this and I wait till she made this noise and I counted to ten. And, like, it's it's the same... <laughs> it's very clinical of like, you know, I did this and to elicit this response and once I'd had... And it's, it, it was the same in Promises and Pomegranates where they, mm. they're trying to portray like a very type A psychopath. Mm. Then they make the... And all the sex scenes are written from their point of view. 
I don't know. I just feel like it sh- shouldn't be written <laughs> that way. I just, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that, I know what they're trying to do because they're trying to show show this cold analytical side coming out in passionate moments but it just like totally removes any passion from the moment yeah and makes the whole passion of the romance of her being able to like forgive his dark side a bit like mm. yeah you can't really get swept up and, in it um majority of these books are written for a female reader i mean i'm mm. not saying obviously that's the only people that can read it so why it just seems confusing that it's not written from the female's point of view because surely if you want it to be mm. titillating <laughs> it would make more sense to read it from the female's point of view yeah and especially she's all swept up in the passion mm. of the moment yeah, and she's exactly. like really into him whereas he's being very like yeah I circled this bit eight times and like you're genuinely like I think that's in there. Oh my gosh. And then I yeah. moved on to this and step three was this and it was like No. Um so yeah. I don't know. There was a very old lady next to me who kept trying to read my Kindle over my shoulder, so I spent my whole ride with like my Kindle angle to She just let her look at it. She just quickly would have learned her lesson. She had some like sort of middle aged lady Yeah beach read type book she wanted to see what <laughs> and she kept like had. closing that and like trying to read because i just read the whole journey mm. where she napped and did all sorts of adventures and i was she kept trying to, and i was like babe you don't no you don't need this no unless you've ever wanted a smutty retelling <laughs> of peter pan i suggest yeah. you mind your business it's just not how i would have pictured a smut retelling of peter pan it's my critical analysis. <laughs> it's just not how I would have written it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I might give the other ones in the series a go. Because I liked Scarred, but Never After is not... The, the first one in the Never After series is not for me. I read one smart this, this mm-hmm. month, so I'll, read, I'll tell you about this one. It's the start of a new series, and um, I will... I'll go through the series. Yeah. They're only, like... 80 to 100 pages each, the book. Oh, nice. So this is by Cleo Evans, who I've been intending to give a try for mm-hmm. quite a while. And the first one's called Little Slice of Hell, and it's the first in the Creature Cafe series. I feel like I remember you talking about this. I don't think I have. I don't, it feels familiar, but mm. I could be lying. I think I've spoken, of, <laughs> I've spoken about her, because yeah. I wanted to read something by her. Um... So this is, um, yeah, she's got like, she does a lot of monster stuff. So So this Creature Cafe, it's like a coffee shop and the barista is also like a matchmaker. Okay. And he matchmakes um, creatures and humans. So this first one follows a incubus called Dante and he wants to find his soulmate and the barista sets him up with a guy called Peter. Peter! Peter! Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot of... It's just a smart book. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's one of those ones... Don't that, take it too seriously. It's one of those ones that, yeah, it's a lot of scenes and there's a loose storyline to thread the scenes together so you would say it's probably smart with like a thin veil of plot over the yeah exactly. right i love yeah. a bit of that there's a lot of um from the get-go uh like bdsm i wouldn't in my opinion say it's approached very well 
Okay. Mm, I would say that the consent side is somewhat non-existent. Um, okay. But it, I will read the rest of the series. Um, Some people, that is like a genre of romance books though as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, it's not for us. Yeah, so like they meet in a coffee shop, like the barista sets them mm. up and they meet at the coffee shop and then they uh, don't even finish their coffee and they immediately go outside and start having sex and mm. it's just okay and then they go back to dante's house and he's like tying him up and thing immediately i just i like a little bit of consent chat in my erotica um because that's what she's having healthy relationships <laughs> in her life some of the other books in it like they they these two characters i don't think pop up again or if they do they'll be secondary characters the the character that goes for it or is the barista mm. like he's the obviously the one that introduced them all. so um there's different couplings throughout it there's um male 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 female 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 male male okay. various degrees of creatures and humans etc I think there's like eight or nine of them at the minute. Okay. I will go through them. They're on Kindle Unlimited. Just pop them on my uh, Kindle <laughs> list. Oh, yeah. Because I'm looking for, I just want short ones on the Kindle. Yeah, mm. so I literally just read that after bedtime one night <laughs> when um, I was, <laughs> I was, uh, my son fell asleep, but he would not let go of my arm. So I just downloaded it on my phone and read it whilst I was sitting. Hashtag my life. Mummy, <laughs> <laughs> were you reading? None of your business. Go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading about monsters. Like a genuinely is really annoying cough that I've got left over from that cold I had a few weeks ago. It just kind of like appears. And I'm, like, I'm like, what's the point in you? You're not helping yeah. me. All you're doing is hurting my throat. Yesterday I had a really horrible cough all day, so the I was like, I need really to have a, uh, I did a COVID test, but yeah, no, so it must be pollen something like that. Very Because it was only about, probably since I've been a mum that I now get hay fever. So that's the one family curse I didn't get. Everyone in my family's got hay fever. Maybe if you ever have a child. <laughs> no, it's been creeping on me this year. Um, because like I've been needing to use my inhaler since the weather changed. Yeah. And I'm like, no, there's nothing else. But but apart from the cold, there's nothing else to tie that to. Because mm. generally, I'm an asthmatic who doesn't need her inhaler anymore unless I'm ill. Mm. Um, I don't tend to need it. Or I'm really, like, as if I've... I'm really run down as in burnt out for some reason it pops back up then like it's, if I'm really tired or I'm ill but it's been appearing like randomly and yeah. I'm, I'm so out of the habit of carrying inhalers as well yeah and taking it regularly I'm so it. out of the habit it's not even exercise triggered anymore it's just little little what are they they're like little sex dust <laughs> little flower sex dust flower sex dust yeah, it was because in cities they plant male trees because male trees don't leave as much rubbish on the floor as female trees because female trees produce fruit. What's so that, that is why there is the it's pollen sexist? count. Is yeah. yeah, the pollen count is higher. Of course, just because we don't want fruit on our streets. Because we're sexist. You know, and you know, you've been to. Has anyone ever travelled abroad and these places where they do have fruiting trees? And then you're just walking around a city and people just like casually reach up into this tree and get an apple and they just walk around the street with an apple. 
and you're in the middle of a city and you're like that's nice what's wrong with that could we not have that as not of, got penises have they <laughs> sort of a horrible pollen count uh, so that is why the pollen count in the uk is usually quite bad besides our, obviously we have a lot of, of shocks me. we have a lot of farming infrastructure so that's another reason mm-hmm. is that you have farm fields full of things that are pollinating but all of the, another reason is all of the bees have come back to our garden, so mm. I could tell it's the start of spring when the bees arrive. Can I start hearing birds again? I'm like, oh, yeah, it gives like, me so much joy. Because um, my garden backs onto a field mm. um, in a village, and um, yeah, we get a lot of birds in the morning. Mm. Get little wormies, early birds. So obviously, we back. back we back onto a woods, and my mum has like seven or eight bird feeders out there now and bird tables and there's bird baths and um so you should see our garden sometimes it looks like like full of like full of disney prince princess <laughs> I um love that. like i was thinking like the hitchcock film the birds, <laughs> and you're like disney princess no it is it's just all these like things yeah. running around like living their best lives and it also is permanent entertainment for our really hyper dog mm. we call it pigeon tv from the she just sits at the back door watching them of course observing and we have one pigeon who's been coming here for years. We call Limpy Pidge because he limps. Yeah. And we know it's the same pigeon. Because he limps, yeah. Um, and Limpy Pidge has like, made it through a few winters now. Oh, good for Limpy. Yeah, good old Limpy Pidge. <laughs> a pigeon had been killed in our garden by a fox recently. And I was like, I think that's Limpy Pidge gone. And then we saw him the other day. I was like, yes, he made it. It's <laughs> Anyway, tangent. Sorry. I don't even know how that started. Coffin. There we go. Coffin. I read somewhat on holiday and then finished it about two weeks after my holiday because life hit me like a freight train when I got back. Um, Darker Shades of Magic series. Oh, yeah, because you've done the trilogy now. Yeah, I've read the whole trilogy. E.E. Mm-hmm. E. Schwab. Um, so I'll read you the description of like book one and then try to summarise the other two without spoilers. So, Kel is one of the last Antiri. It says Antari, but in my head when I was reading it, I was calling it Antiri. I'm not going back. Um, Magicians with a rare, coveted ability to travel between parallel Londons. Red, grey, white, and once upon a time, black. Kel was raised in Arnez, Red London, and officially serves the Maresh Empire as ambassador. Travelling between the frequent bloody regime changes in white London and the court of George III in the dullest of Londons, the one without any magic left to see. Unofficially, Kel is a smuggler... Smuggler? Smuggler? <laughs> a smuggler. Servicing people willing to pay for even the smallest glimpses of a world they'll never see. It's a defiant hobby with dangerous consequences, which Kel is now seeing firsthand. After an exchange goes awry, Kel escapes to Grey London and runs into Delilah Bard, a cut purse with lofty as- aspirations. She first robs him, then saves him from a deadly enemy, and finally forces Kel to spirit her to another world for a proper adventure. Now perilous magic is afoot, and treachery lurks at every turn. To save all of the worlds, they'll first need to stay alive. That sounds cool. Good, so basically, uh, Kel uh, gets something that is related to the dark magic. So there was another London called Black London that became overcome by a kind of dark magic. So it, it's all about balance. So Red London is really good about nature and magic in balance. Mm-hmm. White London, the balance has gone wrong. Black London, like it's completely wrong. And Grey London's gone the other way. There is no magic. It's all nature. 
Okay. And red is the only one that sits in balance with the two, but they're kind of intertwined. Yeah. It's the only one that's thrived. Um, and he somehow gets an artifact from Black London given to him, and he he transports it without really thinking because he's like being defiant because he's he's been raised by the king and queen, sort of as their son, but sort of not. And in doing so, he kind of fucks shit up, fucks shit up. And then the other two books are kind of the consequences of that. And this dark magic trying to invade these bright, healthy worlds full of people. Um, and the balance going off and him fixing that. They are good fun. Uh, there really isn't... There's like a romance in it, but it's kind of a subplot. It's not a big focus of it. It's really slow burn. There is like sort of a spicy scene, but not really in the third book. So if that's what you're there for because it ends up on a lot of those kind of lists and I don't yeah. I wouldn't say that's the focus of it like Cruel Prince mm. and that always ends up on like enemies to lovers but it's actually more a political book yeah this is more about like yeah the balance of like light and dark and magic and nature and it's given me like Atlas Six vibes yeah and it's there. there is a big bad they all come together to be defeat the big bad and they step into their kind of the roles they were made for because of the journey they go on, blah, blah, blah. It's good. I think they get a bit more hype than maybe they deserve, mm-hmm. as a lot of the Ishwa books do. They're very popular. They're good, they're enjoyable, but I don't think they're as... Like, I wasn't as gripped by them as I was expecting to do be. Do you think that's more to do with when it came out, perhaps? Uh, maybe when, there wasn't many like it when it came out? When is it? When did it come out? First published 2015. Yeah. I suppose that was the height of dystopian fiction, mm. so maybe this being so fantasy. Because this is proper high fantasy, really. Yeah. Um, and it's YA, hey? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Mm. Because the spicy scene isn't really a spicy scene. I think it's fake to black as well, or sort of vague details. Yeah. But I I enjoyed them. They didn't grip me, that's the I was expecting them to get really, like, really addicted to them, like, get really into it, and I didn't. Yeah. And because I was on holiday, I can't even blame it on being, like, busy or something. No. Um, so, yeah. They're worth a read. But. I will yeah. be picking them up as I own them. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about this in about two years' time, probably. Yeah, props. Props, props, props. Um, I read an anthology called Queer Little Nightmares. Mm-hmm. And it was an anthology of monstrous fiction and poetry. So it had like some retellings of okay. like mm, minotaurs and werewolves and stuff and then it had some just you know original stories um short stories and then it also had um some poetry and it was all it's 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 um the thing that they all had in common was that they all uh, had a queer character or were queer of some description mm. And I would say it's like fantasy sci-fi. Okay. Uh, obviously, because it's got monsters yeah. and stuff. Fuck a bit of that. It was really good. As with all collections, obviously, some were better than others. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there was any duds. None that you is... were like, this is a bore? No. Okay. I did listen to it as an audio, so obviously I can only speak to that experience. Mm. Perhaps reading it might be different, but like as the audio, the poetry all had like good cadence and okay. stuff, so... Maybe that gave more to it. Never listen to poetry as an audio. That's really interesting. I think poetry as audio would be 
Because I like poetry, but I cannot physically sit down and read a poetry book. Yeah. But I have tried. Because I like poetry. Yeah. But I cannot. Like, I physically cannot. Maybe try them as audios. So that's why I'm just... Like, it just yeah. occurred to me. I was like, hmm, maybe that's a way to... Get around that. Get back into it. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. No, no, it's fine. There was... um, But also it had a element of horror. Because some of them mm. were fucking horrific. <laughs> there was one or two that literally, when I finished it, I was like... Just tiny oh, bites of trauma. <laughs> yeah. What was, like, kind of the rough length of most of them? Um, I guessed me. It was completely all over the place. Mm. Like, there was a couple of stories that were maybe two pages long and some that were, like, ten. Okay. So it was a big mixture. And I would... I don't know off the top of my head, but I would say there was maybe, like, 30 stories. Like, yeah, probably around mm. 30 stories. It was... It was really good. There was a good mixture. I think a lot of them are like new and upcoming authors. I don't think there was many um, like big names or any big names really. It's indie published as well. Mm. Just feel good. Give it a go. <laughs> feel, feel good, good she said <laughs> after saying that they traumatised her. <laughs> yeah, there was one that um, it was. I mean, obviously, because it's a short story, I'm basically going to spoiler it. It was like a horror based on menstrual blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, okay. That's all I need to say on that, I think. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to that when I was taking my kid to the park and I was walking around like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for like your kids to maybe listen to this in the future and hear all like the moments the weird stuff I was yeah, reading the, the books that went on so moments of their early lives I know like there was an audio book I listened to when um my son was maybe like two and a half mm. so he's five now and um I distinctly it was a horror anthology and I distinctly remember some of the stories whenever yeah. we go to the little park because I was listening to it when yeah, we were yeah, in the little yeah. park and like we'll go to the little park and I'll be like oh I remember when <laughs> my son was on that slide and I was listening to like this guy who was sawing his leg off and I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> just spooky mum things <laughs> I saw there was oh, I can't remember the name of the comedian but it was one of her um, live at the Apollo stand-ups and she was saying about playgrounds and she was like can we talk about playgrounds because for grown-ups there is nothing to do so it's just this wasteland where I have to stand and watch my child go down the same slide 20 times and say that's good darling that's <laughs> good so job true. darling well done she's wow. like there is nothing for oh, us no. she's like I want to start a revolution of pro playgrounds designed for adults and children <laughs> I, I get um, nothing out of it. Like, I play on the equipment stuff. Yeah. I, I sit down for a bit and then I get a bit bored. So mm. I like go on the swings or go on the slides. That's what I would do. Go on the seesaw. I'm like, come on, let's go on the seesaw. <laughs> and he goes flying into the sky because I weigh so much compared to him. And, you know. <laughs> At the big playground, yes, we have a little and a big, obviously. Mm. And... Um, at the big playground they have one of those like swings that's like a big net yeah so i can lay in there yeah. and just swing about whilst he's playing which i enjoy that much yeah i would enjoy that mm. there's also a zip line yeah I, i'm sad about the age it got 
I got too old to acceptably go to parks. Until you have a child with you. Yeah. Because I used to like to just sort of go and go to them and think, like at times when there were no kids there. Just sit on a swing and have a thing. Yeah. When but I you took... can't do that as a 28-year-old, 29-year-old. When I took my son to the park the other day, there was like some older children there that I was like, oh. Mm. Like they weren't quite teenagers, but weren't little children. Yeah. Like they were like preteens. You don't see people play like, out as much anymore. And when oh, I see them, I'm like, like oh. an old age to be here. I didn't have a problem mm, with it, but yeah. I was just taken aback. Like I usually only see children. When here. I see them, like when it's a group of kids who are old enough to play out, mm. but not like teenagers, I'm like, oh yay! Because yeah, like, they don't do that anymore. It's like the perfect age. And I want to be like that creepy adult who goes up to them and says, "Like you guys are so cute." Hey, hello, fellow children. <laughs> I'm like, do more of this. I really like, even though they were loud and annoying, yeah. I really do miss how much kids used to play out around here and then they just don't do that anymore. Yeah, I live in like a little cul-de-sac and we get a lot of kids, like, because there's mm. lots of children. In our in our street, it's either families with young children mm. or retired people and mm. I, it's just a mixture of children laughing and ambulances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was, a joke. that was dark. Okay, the dark only time we've guys. had an ambulance was for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, do you want to do one more? Because you've got more than me. Yeah. Okay. So I listened to this, I listened to this audio book. <laughs> um, it was a host favourite for the read along I'm doing. One of the yeah. host favourites, and then um, I watched the film because there's a film of it as okay. well. I watched the film after. And um, the film, eh, the book, interesting. So um, it's called We Need to Do Something by Max Booth III. Okay. Third. <laughs> and um, it is about a family, like uh, mum, dad, older daughter, younger son, and um, there's a tornado warning or something. Yeah, in America. And they go into, like, the parents ensuite bathroom to take cover from yeah. the uh, natural disaster whatever it is and during it um a tree from their garden gets blown down it goes through the house and blocks the bathroom door so they yeah. can't get out so they're trapped in the bathroom um and the dad's an alcoholic right and he starts going through some withdrawals. Yep. They're there for like a week or something. I don't know. I don't know how long it is. Yeah. Uh, the last time I remember them, I remember they're there for at least three days. And then um, the it's told from the daughter's point of view. Then she starts going a little bit hallucinative. She starts hallucinating. Mm. So you don't really know how long they're there for. It's a short story. Mm. Well, it's not a short story. It's like a four hour audiobook. So I think it's about 300 pages. Mm. Um so I don't really want to say anything that ruins it, but it's horror. It's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, at some point she starts hallucinating because they have no food. Mm. Um, and so she starts seeing weird shit. Mm. Um, she, there's a lot of flashbacks to her and her girlfriend who were doing witchy stuff before this happened so she's like blaming herself as it's like an apocalypse or something mm. um at some point a snake gets into the bathroom right because when they're trying to open the door they can only open it a tiny bit because of the tree um 
and they leave it open so that they can try and yell for help or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And a rattlesnake gets in the bathroom, oh. which is obviously venomous. And um, the the young boy does a lot of fart and poo jokes because he is a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> so like the daughter will be talking, Mel, and she's like, "Whatever, shut up, you stupid, whatever." And then he'll be like. You're so stupid, your brain's made out of farts, and then you fart so much that everyone dies from farts or something. It's just like, what? So you've got like really serious alcoholic withdrawals, yeah. hallucinations, poo jokes. Yeah, like dad is literally drinking mouthwash because he's having mm. so much withdrawals. He's a violent man as well. Mm. Like, that's an undercurrent of it. Like, is he gonna yeah, snap. lose the plot? and and then the little boy is just like, farts, 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 you're a poopy head. <laughs> it was, it was. We want to go bullshit literary. We can be like, oh, it's the juxtaposition, innocence of childhood against. <laughs> um, I noticed in the film they did not put those parts in. Did they not? No. Oh. Actually, he's quite stripped down in the film. Mm. Uh, but yeah, interesting. Okay. Kind of reminds me sort of of the Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where they lock, get locked in the bathroom and they think they have the flu and it turns out they're all just going through alcohol with the yeah. withdrawal. Yeah, yeah. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I recommend it. Was It was weird. It was a good little horror. It's not quite full on de- depression station like last update. Like no. as in what you read. No. And not it's quite not so many grief stricken, heartbreaking things. No. So progress. Maybe not depressed. Maybe just reading, just for fun. It might just be normal. Da, da, da. What is normal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so shall I do one? Yes. I read another Zodiac Academy. Oh yeah, I saw you read another one. Uh, Origins of an Academy Bully. It was only ninety-two pages. Um. So, it's about Orion and Darius five years before the events of Zodiac Academy series. Mm. And it's kind of about, like, the big night that kind of sets them up to be who they are by the time we reach them in Zodiac Academy. So, what happens to Orion's sister Mm -hmm. and when Orion and Darius are bound to each other and things like that, it's that night. I mean, it was all right. I don't think you're going to lose anything by not having read it. I thought it was clever how they rolled Darius's narration back to before, like, where he's at in the books. Like, before his character development. Yeah. Because at this point, he's kind of... Just kind of, like, a bit innocent. Like, their powers have just been awoken early. And... He's obviously his dad's abusive and he's just kind of like getting along with that. Mm. But he's not got this, the amount of rage he has by the time we get to him in Zodiac Academy. Yeah. And this is the the first kind of point where he sort of rebels a bit with Orion and it goes like badly wrong. And obviously that pushes him the other way to rebel more. Mm. As you find that, it's not really a spoiler, you kind of find out as you go along that he's sort of trying to push back against his dad where he can and doesn't agree with all of his dad's opinions even though he follows through on a lot of what he's been told to do by his dad in the early Zodiac Academy books so yeah I don't think it was trying to justify any of Darius's behaviour 
in the books because they never try and do that it's just like given a bit of context i guess and like orion before he starts to drink to cope with what happens on this night when he's still like he's just about to become like a pitbull star at this point and in this book Mm. um and it's like it's that obviously the, the moment that kind of gets crushed so I guess in this series they do have a well of backstories and like mm. side stories and stuff they can mm. delve into for people who are truly into the series. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think it's if you enjoy the series, it's worth a read. I don't think you're going to lose anything by not having read it. But it yeah. is only ninety two pages and it's on Kindle Unlimited. So yeah, I was just trying. I was looking for an easy read. There it was. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I think I, I read it. But <laughs> barely took me any time at all. <laughs> Um, right, should we, do you want to do more? Go on then. Me okay. do, you do more. I'll do, do one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I read Shadow of Eternal Flames by Priscilla Rose, who mm. is someone I follow on TikTok. Yeah. Um, and this was really fun. Yeah. It really was, yeah. I always like get a bit nervous when I read indie books of people who I enjoy as a person. Yeah. Like, do I only like it because I like them, or what about if I don't like it? My bias, or is it going to change my opinion? Or I want to support them, but. (laughs) But yeah, this is really fun. I mean, Priscilla's a huge fan of fantasy. Her favourite series is The Cruel Prince, the Folk of Air series. Um, And it kind of gives me, like, AK Malford vibes, and that you can just tell she loves the genre. Yeah, a love letter to the genre. Yeah. Yeah. So this is. It's under 200 pages. It's, you know, you could read it in like four hours or whatever. Um, and this follows Primrose, who um, she is um, betrothed to... Her parents are um, king and queen, mm-hmm. and she is their daughter, obviously. And she's betrothed to marry someone for a political alignment okay. and the guy that she needs to marry is but yeah yeah she's 19 he's like 40 odd he's uh, a merchant sailor and she's gonna have to go and just live on his ship with him traveling around and he's all like oh i like my girls to you know look pretty and not talk and blah 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 I don't know why yeah. it sounds like that, but it just does. Well, just, um, that's an accurate representation. I'm going to take that. Yeah, agreed. And um, <laughs> she decides to do a spell to um, well, just get rid of him somehow. She's not really uh, not really 100% sure on how it's going to play out. She just doesn't want She's to marry not him. not concerned, yeah. yeah. And um, so she gets a spell book, tries a spell, uh, and... I think the spell is to reveal him for the monster he is or something okay. like that. And then it goes wrong. And all that happens is she um, starts... Uh, she's basically turns into a magnet for all of the nightmare monsters that could be. And they like start <laughs> getting attracted to her and start attacking the castle and stuff. Um, and then the first night when one appears, um, a very handsome man arrives oh, to get oh, rid of it oh. <laughs> and it turns out he is a demon and uh he agrees to be her protector till they can break the spell oh what a shame he's gonna protect her um, and is he a handsome demon he is handsome oh. how did you know <laughs> is he tall dark and handsome he is and there is some lots of sex in it actually and um 
there's like there's this is what I really liked about it because when she has nightmares, mm. it was actually horrific. Like, yeah, some of the nightmares she has actually like made my hair stand up. Really, I was like, oh, like the imagery of it. It's really like, good. Usually, like it's really forced, like imagined mm. horror, of, like from people who don't really have nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> it was really well written, and like the juxtaposition of that with the mm. like cutesy little fantasy romance. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it was really got really your good. little like taste of horror mm. just for you. Um, so Priscilla's got um a couple more. She's got one out and one coming out. Bound to the Prince is out. And she's got Bounding Magic coming out soon as well. I think they're like a separate series. Okay. But yeah. Um, I enjoyed the so hand gesture then. Separate, separate series. So yeah, I like her as a person uh, or who mm. she is on TikTok. And I like her writing now. That's good. Yeah. And I think that's on Kindle Unlimited. Yeah, there's a few um, TikTokers that I've bought. I books. really want to read Ledge. Yeah. Because I love her. I really hope that's as good as like her. Yeah. Because I want it to be just for her. <laughs> yeah. Because that would be disappointing because she's amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's so funny. That's, um, that's Stephanie. Is it Stephanie? I've just said that. Um, Stacey Stacey McEwen. McEwen, there we go. Yeah. Where did I get Stephanie from? Stacey's close to Stacey. Stacey's mom. I'm shaking my head at her just so you all know. I know. I shouldn't name my daughter Stacey, so I could sing that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> get right. like a cat and call it Stacey. Still counts. <laughs> so I've only got one more, so I don't know how many more you've got, whether you need to take another turn. I have decided to go through the Amazon original collections. Did okay. you know about these? No. Hmm. So they have quite a few of them, actually. And what they are is they're a collection of short stories that have, like, something in common. And they're available on Kindle Unlimited. And then when you get them on Kindle Unlimited, you also have access to the audio of it. Okay. And it auto-syncs between the two. <gasps> Interesting. Right? Yes, I like that. <laughs> so, so many times I wish I could just switch. Yeah. Like, so I'm done reading have, and I could just carry on. If you have on. an e-book, yeah. um, if you have a Kindle book and the audio, it does that. Oh, but I do, yeah. Sometimes you have to pay for audio as well. Like, I wish you yeah. always these are got free, them standard, yeah. So, um, so I read the first collection. Well, the first collection I read was mm. called Black Stars, and it was a collection of six or seven, six, six books, um, by black authors. Yes, yeah, six books by black authors, and they're all um fantasy, sci-fi, magical realism. Um, okay. So you can, after I listened to them all, well, I flipped between reading and listening. Mm. So I was reading them, and when I was making dinner, I flipped to listening or whatever. Um, and afterwards, I realised that they actually, on Audible, you can get them all together as a like an anthology. Okay. So you don't have to do them separately. And I was like, I wish I know. But not that it would have made any difference mm. anyway. So, yeah, so they were all like s- different stories i would say like some i really like some yeah there was one or two i was like eh. could, could leave it hmm. i really enjoyed um i was one called these alien skies by ct rizzy rizzy yeah and i really enjoyed that one that was about um 
like that was about someone who is in a spaceship uh, and her and her um team well actually it's just her and one other person <laughs> crash onto a planet that is um that is one of those pla- it was like another planet outside earth that humans had um colonized, colonized thank yeah. you yeah and um yeah that one was cool and there was one the last one in the collection was by victor lavelle who i love mm. and it was called we travel the spaceways and that was really really good as well like the the voice of the narrator was fantastic not not the audiobook narrator i mean like the oh yeah yeah the character the narrative voice. yes um but yeah so the the books were called the visit the black pages 2043 a merman i should i should turn to be these alien skies clap back and we travel the spaceways oh clap back was good as well but yeah they were really interested okay and then i started another collection which is called the forward collection and this is like a sci-fi collection okay so i've done the first two books in this collection i think there's seven and the first two are by veronica roth really is the is she divergent or that's the divergent yeah yeah um, that was called Ark, and the second was Summer Frost by Blake Crouch. Yeah, I've had Ark in my wish list for a couple of years yeah. now. Um, so yeah, you could do it. Do you think it's worth reading? Yeah, it was quite good. Okay, it was. Re- I, no, it was really good because I like Veronica Roth. Because I've got some of her that was books. the first Veronica Roth I've read. Yeah, no, you've. Uh, oh no, you've never read Carve the Mark, despite Mm-mm. my peer pressure to make you do so. I have a lot of Veronica Roth books yeah. on my shelf. Um, so yeah, there's loads of different collections okay check them out oh well go for it all right i've got two more to talk about i've got one more yeah go for it you go first so (laughs) i listened to a really fun audio the sort of dark mage wardo rabbit book one by nelson charita i did not research how to pronounce their name so i'm assuming that i'm hoping that was right uh this is a really <laughs> enjoyable let me read to you the summary and then I'll tell you about it okay so the story of a young man named Waldo the story of a young man named Waldo who grows up in a world where monsters the undead and dark magic are part of everyday life he's forced to go on a journey to prove himself and soon discovers that his beliefs don't fit in the wider world this is a light fantasy that is heavy on the humour with some romance and action as well it has mature themes and language and is aimed at an adult audience it is filled with everything a fantasy reader would want dark magic betrayal zombies vampires a journey of discovery secret plots beautiful big breasted women and murderous flesh eating rabbits just kidding about the rabbits i'm saving them for the sequel <laughs> that sounds fun so it is like someone made a middle grade fantasy book but made it for adults oh, with okay. loads of like adult humor but with all the kind of classic middle gradey things so like he's from like this world with dark magic where like people are very open about their bodies and they have sex slaves and he's just like he doesn't he doesn't really think of sex as like something you have to be ashamed of or nakedness or anything like that he's just grown up with it and he's like yeah and that he's grown up in a very rich privileged position because mm. there's seven powerful families he is the heir to one of them he's only the heir because his seven siblings died before him of course <laughs> and he's like supposed to be the least powerful um, and you get, and you have to go before you can be like officially a member of these families. Is in like could be an heir. You have to go on a quest, and because they're all like he's weak and pathetic, I don't think he could lead your family. Mm. Um, they made him do a harder quest 
to prove. So he has to... You can bind monsters. So there's monsters in this world, and they speak and talk and stuff, but they're kind of subordinate. Mm-hmm. And you can bind them to you with magic. And he has to go and bind three great monsters to himself, fight a knight, and also recover some treasure. Okay. So that like it's not as hard as someone's quest usually is. Usually someone has to go away for a little bit, come back with something cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's the thing is he's sort of not really evil, but has been raised with like dark stuff being fairly kind of every day. So a lot of the humour comes from him just being like, I don't understand what your problem is. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So like he. The first person, the first monster he binds himself is a succubus who, like, has worked in a brothel, but she didn't actually service men. She, she like, refused. She worked behind the bar. And he accidentally marries her. <sighs> and she thinks she's just being married. And she doesn't know she's been bound to him. She doesn't understand. And he doesn't understand that he's getting married to her. Oh, so at the same time as they do the binding ceremony, she thinks it's a marriage ceremony. So then she <laughs> she's doing the marriage because it, it's in a different country that he goes to the succubus. So she's doing the marriage ceremony for her country. He's doing the binding ceremony. And then like she's like, oh, uh, you need to give me these flowers because that's part of the ceremony. And he's just like, okay, here's your flowers. And then, so they get married on accident, (laughs) and then she's like, "It's not quite what I pictured in a husband, like a dark mage and all that, but fine." She's like, and then she says to him, "Like, oh, I'm, I'm not ready to sort of have sex yet." And he's like, "Why would I have sex with you?" (laughs) She's like, "Well, because we're husband and wife." And he's like, "No, you're my familiar. You're bound to me." And she's like. No, I'm not no. bound to you. I'm your wife, and he, and he's like, no, like you know how you can hear my thoughts and feelings right now. That's because you're bound to me as my familiar. And she's like, but then familiars aren't supposed to be able to disobey, and she she straight up just disobeys him all the time. And he's just he's come from a world where he has absolute rule, and he's in this other country where they couldn't give a shit that he's one of the seven powerful families. That's so like she just 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 like no, and he's floored by that. <laughs> I love that that she's like, give me your flowers, and he's like, okay, here you go, yeah, whatever. And she's like, oh, you have to then, you have to say that I'm yours now. Like, you have to tell me that you want me to be yours. And he's like, okay, be mine. And she's, and that's the marriage ceremony in her country. And he's just like, shush, I'm trying to do <laughs> my just, And he's like thing. chanting. He's yeah. like, here, and then like, <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, and it's stuff like she's like, he accidentally sees her boobs when they get changed at one point, and she's like, oh, did did you like them? And he's like, oh, yeah, they're the second best pair of boobs I've ever seen. She's like, what do you mean second best? Because she is a succubus. Mm. And he's like, well, my mothers are meant to be the best in the land. She's like, and she's they're from she's from quite a prudish country. Mm. She's like, you've seen your mother's breasts? And he was like, haven't you? <laughs> Every, like, What are you talking about? He's like, of course I have. But he's like, doesn't get why she's so dumbfounded. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, of course I've seen them. Oh my God, and she's like, when? And he was like, oh twice a year at least on the solstice um and he was like i don't you know and she's like how many other breasts have you seen he's like, i've seen loads yeah we had sex saves in the castle and she's like so upset with him and she like she storms off and he's like why are you storming off what have i done wrong i don't get what your problem is this sounds like um something that would have been written by douglas adams yeah um there's dark mages and there's white mages and the white mages are from another country called Avalon and he decides to go in disguise as a white mage 
um, but he starts spreading rumours about the true agenda of the white mages. Mm. Even though he's not really that evil himself, so he's not really a proper dark mage. <laughs> but the thing is, like, he sees rabbits for the first time when he's journeying in this country, mm. and he's like, but they're evil creatures. He was like, who knows what they're capable of with their weird ears. <laughs> He's like, they're deformed weird ears and little twitchy faces. So like, there's a rabbit on the cover. Yeah, so that's why he names himself Water Rabbit. Cause He's like, I'm going to name myself the most fearsome thing in the land. What is he, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> well, he picks his fake mage name and then Alice doesn't have the heart to tell him that rabbits are cute Aww. and then he's going around saying I'm the most feared Waldo rabbit <laughs> and everyone's like laughing so at him funny. he doesn't get it the little rabbit poking out um, that's brilliant and there's like a bit where um, he's brewing a love potion in order to like get something he wants from someone so, and he, he's sort of explained to Alice like oh well depends how it turns out it might be that the love potion is so strong that I have to sleep with this woman first before she then give me the thing I need um, but you know gotta do what you gotta do yeah. and Alice is like I'm your wife you can't just tell me you're gonna sleep with other people and he's like well, what do you expect me to do what's your problem because <laughs> like different notions of like fidelity it's just so funny oh, yeah. loads of the humour comes from him just being like I don't get it yeah like what's, what's she being what, what, what's your problem <laughs> that sounds funny I like that um, yeah it's really funny it was a really enjoyable as an audio as well and it starts to switch between Waldo, Alice's, and then his mum's point of view. Waldo Rabbit. Sorry, I'm just looking it up. <laughs> Ignore I it. would definitely, I'd happily keep reading them. It was good fun. There is like a little spicy scene at the end, but it's not that, it's not that explicit. Mm. Um, <laughs> but she's like um, a succubus and obviously she gets energy from like men ogling her. So it, they start out kissing and stuff because she needs they're they're travelling and there's no men for her to feed off of. Oh yeah. So she's like she's like I need lust to, to feel full. So then she, he's like oh I've just been attacked by Alice again, got in the way. I need to I need to write I need to write my spell book. <laughs> and he's just like oh it's quite nice actually. <laughs> actually, it's not so bad. Um, oh that sounds good. And like his brother's a zombie, and. It's kind of shit. She keeps trying to attack him and he's like really shit. Him. <laughs> oh, that sounds brilliant. Yeah. So it's like giving me a Derek Landy life. Yeah, it's well. Derek I'm Landy, like, it's Terry Pratchett, it's just Neil Gaiman. British. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good fun. I really enjoyed them. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I have two horrors to talk about. Okay. Another sweet. Changing tone. The first one is House of Hollow by Crystal Sutherland. Okay. I actually finished this like yesterday. Um, no, two days ago. 19th. Two days ago. It's a YA fantasy horror. Mm. So it is, it's like a modern fairy tale kind of thing. So there's three sisters, Iris, Vivi and Grey. Okay. Hollow. Hollow is their surname. And they are quite famous because when they were children so i think iris was i think so grace the oldest i think she was 11 at the time and then vivi was like nine and iris was eight or something like that and they were walking through edinburgh with their parents on new year's eve and it was midnight and then suddenly they disappeared okay and the parents were like what the fuck and um (laughs) 
they they're walking down an alley and they mm. just dis- there's nowhere they could have gone but they disappeared and then um one month later exactly they just reappeared in that street okay um naked crying um their hair all of their hair had gone bleached white blonde and they had black eyes like their pupils were um their irises were black okay um and they couldn't remember anything about where they were gone for that month and this is set 10 years later um where they have to this day they still don't know what happened to them and the world is obsessed with it still like what happened to them and they are um the three girls are incredibly like beautiful okay um so the world is obsessed with them who they are what, what do their hair and eyes stay the same mm-hmm. okay yeah so her oldest sister gray is a supermodel and a fashion designer and mm-hmm. her clothes are called house of hollow her sister vivi is a uh the lead singer and guitarist in like a punk rock band that's very famous and travels okay. the world and iris is in their last year of school um, but she has no friends at school. They all refer to her as a witch and like call yeah. her and her sisters witches. Um, but they also, all the kids that bully her are also really obsessed with her sister because she's a fashion model and, okay. model and stuff. And in that 10 years as well, their dad committed suicide. So it's just like them, them okay. now. And uh, the older sister, Grey, goes missing and at the start of the book. And it's about Vivi and iris trying to find gray and on the way they're trying to uncover what happened to them during that month okay there. um yeah mm. it was really good yeah how that's got Lo- lots of horror yeah uh, in terms of like atmosphere body horror uncanny mm. okay yeah really good and the last one i read mm-hmm. the last one i'm going to talk about new favorite author okay obsessed okay i'm excited eric larocca so the book I read is Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke and Other Misfortunes. So this had three short stories in it. Okay. I've got his other collection, which has about six short stories in it. So I'm very excited to pick that up now. Um, and, oh my God, it was just, <laughs> I mean, people say he's just very good at writing the macabre and agreed. So it was three short stories so the first one is the things have gotten worse since we last spoke yeah um i think originally he uh indie published all of these books as short stories and now they're getting traditionally published like okay grouped together (laughs) 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 so the first one things have gotten worse since we last spoke that follows um a sapphic couple who meet online so this is like in the 90s and it's like a forum message board and one of them's trying to sell an apple peeler and the other one's like oh i'll buy that apple peeler and then they start chatting and Mm. um it's all done through emails instant messaging and uh like their forum messages to each other that's how it's all shown um and it gets really dark really quickly. Their relationship. Interesting. That's... <laughs> There's some bits in it that I was just like, I was gagging. I really? Was, I was. Well, because it's like gross. Yeah. Okay. I was gagging. There is very visceral writing about like body horror and stuff. And okay. Just... Sure. <laughs> 
not sure that one's for me. Mm. <laughs> and then um, there was a story about a couple who, at the very beginning of the story, they are separated not divorced yet but separated and um the dad has come back to the house because it's the son's birthday so he's come for yeah. a birthday meal and the son's really weird and like since they since his parents split up he's got really into god and he prays like five times a day mm-hmm. and blah 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 and he is working on a school project and he's building a big crucifix that right. has been taken for a school project okay um but then he he crucifies himself oh on the crucifix. I thought that's where you were going yeah. with that. And so the story is about this couple. They, in when he when he done it, his suicide note was just basically saying, "You two need to get back together if you ever really loved me." So the story is about oh, them getting oh. back together because of that. Because their son oh, died, God. and oh. no one's dealing with it very well. Oh. And then the final one was really weird. So this man was. Um, he was doing the gardening. He's like in suburbia and he was doing the gardening and he finds a little bone in his garden. Yeah. And in on the bone is scratched in some initials and they match this um, gentleman from his cul-de-sac who is, um, I think he's Polish. Uh, and he's like, does this bone, is this his or something? Yeah. Like, what's going on? So he takes the bone to the man and then the man's like, I have a bet for you. And then they start doing weird, like, bets. And the dares get crazier and crazier. And... Okay. Yeah. So Eric Lorica is a new favourite. That's like it. a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. He's just... Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to read the next book. It's just... It's it's gross. I my love whole, it. My face that whole time she was talking was just like a grimace. Yeah. It was... <laughs> like, when I was reading that first story... Mm. I was reading it. We went to the park. I was reading it. Baby was asleep in my arms, <laughs> and my partner was on like the equipment with my son. And he said every time we looked over, I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> 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 like my face." They should have got a picture. And then there's like, I'm just, I'm just picturing you in this idyll- like idyllic countryside park <laughs> with both your kids Baby and your partner. And I'm just like, <laughs> um, and there was like a bit in that story involving meat as well, and I was like, I'm so glad I've barely eaten meat. <laughs> like I'm done with meat for a bit. Yeah. Mm. And I did tell my partner the first part that made me be like, but, and then he was like, don't tell me anything else about that book. And then when he saw me being all like again, and I went to tell him, and he was like, I don't want to know. <laughs> So yeah. he gets. <laughs> I know. I bet he wishes I would tell him about the monster smart again instead. <laughs> I want an in-depth discussion about tentacles again, my love. I yeah, don't want any more of this. Back, um, so yeah, interesting. Okay. It was very horror-filled. Mm. Some new favourites. So this is why I knew we needed to do one of these again because yeah, this has already I been imagine, quite a long episode. Yeah. Can you imagine if we left it? Well, then you're going to get a lot more of these if we both keep reading this much. It's very, it's not very on brand. We're going to have to change the name of the podcast. Yeah. Because the whole concept was that we like books but don't read. And then we're both reading more. Talking about them has forced us to read more. Well, I think it's also just helped us both read what we actually want to read. Yeah. And then, because it all, to 
the part of the philosophy, if you're new, mm-hmm. is that all reading is reading. So audiobooks, graphic novels, physical books, like whatever whatever you're reading, reading is reading. Yeah, so... Um, However you consume it. Slightly related to mm. that. When I was at the library the other day, yeah. I was checking out their large print books and I was like, this would be really helpful for a bedtime read. <laughs> the small fun, I fall asleep when I'm trying to read it. Trying to concentrate. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I could have a look for one of the books I want to read with the large <laughs> print. And then I might not fall asleep so easily because firstly it's large print and secondly it's a heavier book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a sort of stressful couple of weeks and like the first to die at the end is next on my TBR. Yeah, I did see you were reading that. Mm. I haven't actually physically, I put it on the story graph but I have not read a single page yet. Maybe you I'm should working my way do the next it. one and come back to that because you're not really shuffle it. Um, the rest are probably serious, aren't they? Yeah, Caravel is next. Oh. Um, I was supposed to read my non-fiction that we picked out, and I was just like, no. <laughs> was it the first you write a sentence? Mm. Mm. That was quite informative. I know, I really need to read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Caravel's next, or Legendborn or Raybearer. Oh, all series, all the beginning of series. From when we did their pick, we did an episode where we picked my TBR, like a silly short one. It's called like the cracker box of truth or something. If you want to go, back. yeah. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it a a tenth episode of some description? No, it was just a random fun one we did because oh, okay. we were we were having stressful times and wanted to do something silly and easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, next time um, Tony's going to be telling us all about how they both die at the end. <sighs> Which is, I know it's going to be sad. Yeah. I know it's going to be sad. That's a prequel, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's their first ever Death Cast call. Mm. Ever. Ever. When it launches. Ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be telling you about more Eric LaRocca because I'm going to read my other book. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, after that is Caraval and then Legendborn and then Raybearer. If I stick to the list. I'm going to be, and next then, time, I will be telling you about Eric LaRocca and all of the Olive Blakes because I'm going to read them all for High Seeker oh yeah yeah obviously there'll be miscellaneous Kindle and Audible in the mix there so what have you been reading tell us on Instagram please come and follow us on Instagram or TikTok Um, we also have a YouTube for you to come hang out with us we have a Facebook and a LinkedIn you can find us at lazybooklovers.wordpress.com you can on there you can send us um suggestions of episodes you want to see what we should read any indie books you want us to talk about tell us what you're reading just send us cute little messages we'd love that we'd like to hear from you just know yeah. you exist well, we know you exist because we can see the stats yeah but, but it'd be nice if you talk to actually us chat to you, yeah. <laughs> um please consider liking subscribing and downloading whatever you listen to the podcast that really helps us out and we will speak to you next week see you next week bye bye